How bad is this? Do you hear this? Yeah. Hmm, great. <laughs> I should maybe get a new chair. <laughs> I can't sit still. Ever. Why? Just, that's... What makes you like this? <laughs> Who hurt I you? I wish I knew. I wish I had an answer for that. This is just... This is how we started off the first episode of the Kissing Room. Loud noise in the background. <laughs> it's very fitting. Some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on one star. Hello, Little Dippers. Do you remember us? <laughs> Um, welcome to One Star, a bad movie podcast, where we talk about bad movies with one celebrity in them. I am Lauren. And I don't know what Harvard is. <laughs> I'm Quinn. Uh, I would just be like, take care. What? That would be mine. She texts Noah, take care, with no context. <laughs> <laughs> and it baffles me to no end. How did he not think that they were broken up? <laughs> if you just got a text from your significant I don't know, other... because he's not 43, <laughs> so but he doesn't like, use okay, take care. Let's just say you're going about your day, and you get a text from your significant other for the first time that day, and all it says is take care. Are you concerned for your relationship? <laughs> Honestly, no. Really? Yeah, I'd be like... What do I need to take care of? I'd assume I'd, I was like, it, there was some sort of like dog sitting thing that I was asked to do but forgot about. You have to go take care of something? Yeah, that's that's more so what I would lean towards. I, maybe that's just the uh, awkward fan that's coming out of me. The TV show Awkward. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it goes both ways. Just, anyways, we're talking about Kissing Booth 2. <laughs> we watched Kissing Booth 2. Because um, if you remember, you've mm-hmm. been, if you've been dipping with us since the beginning, <laughs> you would remember that our very, very first episode, one of the inspirations behind doing this podcast in the first place was the first Kissing Booth movie. Right. So naturally, when they gifted us with a second we had to put it on our docket. It brought us out of our hiatus. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> gifted is an interesting word choice there <laughs> because I did feel like I was being punished. <laughs> we'll get into it. It's definitely, I think, worse than the first one, if I should be so bold. It's, okay, the positives, it has hotter people in it mm-hmm. that have more charisma than the leads correct <laughs> the negatives is it uh, it is the longest movie i've ever seen <laughs> and if you recall from our first episode we complained in depth and frequently about how long the first movie is and the first movie is a full half hour less <laughs> than this movie <laughs> let's we need i think we need to begin with hubris and so, in, like, Greek mythology, 
Mm-hmm. The common theme was like the audacity to oppose the gods and like challenge them and being immortal you would always lose. And in this situation, we are the gods and the director of the kissing booth too had the hubris, <laughs> had the audacity to make a two hour movie. You're not fucking Martin two, Scorsese. Two plus Sit the hours. fuck down. This isn't it's, the Irishman. It's longer than just two hours. <laughs> What the hell? It would be different if this was 120 minutes. There is no uh, rom-com. I'm probably I'm imposing myself. There's probably a rom-com I like that's two hours. But really, there's no rom-com in the world that should be two hours long. It's just not what the genre is asking for. No. That's not I what just... you're turning it on for. Especially... It... Sorry. Especially <laughs> chock full of non-conflicts. Yeah, I was gonna, that's the thing. is like the same plot points happen once and then it'll happen again. And then it'll happen like one more time. And to the, the point where like you're like, did I imagine this? Because I thought that they had dealt with this and moved on already. Like, yeah. did I imagine that? There are multiple times where you're like, I swear to God they just had this exact fight. <laughs> Like, this exact argument happened 20 minutes ago. Or did I hit, get, I don't know, am I high? What is happening? (laughs) Netflix is doing this, it has this weird trend now. When they, in the sequel of their rom-com, they cast a, like, much more attractive, much more charming, better partner. You're talking about To All the Boys, too. I am talking to all the boys I've loved before, too, as well. (laughs) They, the, like, they cast, like, a secondary possible love interest. And he's better than the other one in every single way. And yet, in the end of the movie, they stick with the boring old guy. You're telling me you have an option between Noah Centineo and Jordan Fisher, and you choose Noah? I just don't I feel like, it. actually, you can choose Noah, question mark, is uh, applicable in both situations. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, come on, you had a triple threat right there, and you chose the personification of a meme. And the new that was guy. That all the boys I love before too. <laughs> and the new guy, I don't know who he is, but he's better. <laughs> he is better, and also his potential love interest was also better. Oh, I I was in love with her. Yeah. She is beautiful. Because they both get like a potential like, oh no, you're cheating on me, kind of person to <laughs> hang out with. And honestly, you know. I just wish both of them would have really just gone for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they met and they're like, oh. You're better than this person. You're right. The the uh, I I said that I wish Joey King ended up with this new guy. I lied because he deserves no. better. He does. He, he deserved the British, the real British beauty. <laughs> Which, if you notice, the British beauty that we know and love from the first movie was given a name. Now, I did not. I I uh, you rewatched the first one. I did not. So I'm yeah, I am okay. lacking a lot of information and the so connections. <laughs> Let's talk about this real quick. So I had a little watch party with my friends um, where we did rewatch the first one and then immediately after the second, which is a full four hours of kissing (laughs) booth. (laughs) Four hours. (laughs) And... um, I was hesitant to the idea, but my friends wanted to, and I was like, you know, that would be fun. And so uh, we got some claws, got some trulies, and we're like, 
let's do a drinking game. So we did a drinking game for the first one. Um, a mix of one I found on Pinterest and then the one that we came up with. Oh, you used it. I used it. Aww. Um, and we were tr- not trash, but we were like so drunk. <laughs> but, um, to, well, we were just, we were all very tipsy going into the second one. And then we tried to do a drinking game for the second one. And then we gave up very quickly and we're all just very tired and wanted to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we also started this at like 9 p.m. We started the first one, so it oh, was very, Jesus. very late. And if you know me from Snuff, do you know that I don't do that very well? I'm exhausted for you. <laughs> um, and they, towards the end, were like, "We should not have watched the first one <laughs> tonight." <laughs> um, however, watching the kissing booth for a third time, which I had seen it twice before. <laughs> <laughs> So this was the third time I had seen it. Much funnier. Mainly because for the first time I was watching it with someone else besides myself. Um, and also so a drinking sad. game was involved. <laughs> I know it's the saddest thing about me. Well, no, we have others, but that's one, that's up there. Um, and I don't know. It was very fun uh, watching it in that kind of environment. Because we did... I also re-listened to our episode recently on The Kissing Booth. Um, and that is the way we were, we recommended if you were to watch it is like with a group of friends doing a drinking game, that kind of thing. And it is fun because it is a dumb movie. Um, but I think in the second one, they managed to make it longer, but still less fun. It's, it's no fun at all. It's really not. It's like... I don't want to say they sucked the charm out of it, because obviously there wasn't any to begin with. <laughs> they did, though. Because the first one is like, yeah, this is not an Oscar-winning movie at all. But it's, like, fun to make fun of. Like, it's fun to, you know, throw on and be like, oh, haha, Joey King's running again. Oh, jolly good time. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, with this one, it just takes all that out and it has a bigger budget which a you know which we discovered they just filmed this in south africa for some reason i think they both uh, how how, why how and why (laughs) like i get no i don't get anything about this it's set in los angeles (laughs) (laughs) why did they was i mean i guess tax purposes is it them is it cheaper i just i can't imagine it's cheaper to fly someone out of los angeles to film a movie that takes place in los angeles a whole to to fly out all of the cast and all of the crew to south africa just seems like a a very interesting move for them to have made yeah um, but they did it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, like, affect anything good or bad. It's just, like... No, it's just a fact. We were... Uh, uh, Lauren was watching all of the, like, YouTube interviews she could find. <laughs> I was watching that one specifically because I watched the rundown every Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Snapchat. <laughs> this is not an ad. This is just another sad fact about my life. <laughs> but, go ahead. And this is, this is just how she found it out, and... <laughs> had to send me it they were sent they were um 
the interviewer was like, oh, you know, how was it like filming the second one? She was like, oh, everyone from South Africa came back. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked it up and it's true. They filmed in South Africa for some reason. They did that. Also, another fun fact about this movie is that Joey King is wearing a wig the whole time. You know what? I, I have something nice to say about this movie now, is you can't tell. I I think a good reason why you can't tell is that her hair was so bad in the first. <laughs> <laughs> that this one seemed like nothing. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say her hair was so bad, period. <laughs> I mean, I, you know how we feel about joking. <laughs> um, which, okay, this is like a sidebar real quick about the first one again. Did you know that they had announced after that they were going to release a scripted podcast about the kissing booth that was supposed to be like Joey King, I guess, reading diaries from the book as L? I'm suicidal again. Which I'm like, maybe that is the reason why our first episode on the kissing booth has very, very good numbers. I'm like... But that means that people are finding that episode thinking that it is part of the Kissing Booth canon. It is. <laughs> it is. But, like, instead they're finding us just, like, shitting on it. But they're probably fans of Kissing Booth, which I think is very funny. I Speaking of podcasts, I have an issue with one. Yes. Them, in it, Joey King's like, I started a podcast. We Me and Lee talk about video games. But... They aren't video games fans. They like arcade games and they like dancing. Those are different things. Yeah, it should have been specifically about arcade games or specifically DDR. But like video games in general, like I guess that was also just like, oh, we also do that because they have every interest that a high schooler could possibly have to be more relatable to the teens, TM. It, there was a whole montage explaining every single one of their interests. It's of course, easy again. to follow. They could do a Halloween podcast. <laughs> and I hate that I just have this top off of head. I hate the fact that I was watching the Kissing Booth too, and I caught a, ca- a air in the canon. <laughs> I that I know it well enough from one watch uh, two <laughs> years ago. They don't play video. <laughs> that I know that. <laughs> it makes me so sad. I I don't understand. I know we'll get into talking about the actual movie soon but i don't understand how these are like so popular i okay apparently people okay. like jacob lordy is what i hear yeah i i guess he's good in euphoria neither of us have seen it maybe i'll watch it soon because i think we have hbo so maybe i'll try and watch it but my point is i don't believe y'all <laughs> Because I've seen both Kissing Booth movies, and I don't see how that's not enough. But I guess maybe he's better than we thought in the second one, because I do think that he has a very strong distaste for Joey King now that they have broken up. Did you, I didn't really pay attention to that. Did you notice it? I... I know that that's what a lot of people are talking about on the internet, was that he was miserable while rec- while filming. He claims that he wasn't, but like, okay, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in said interview that I was talking about, both, um, they kind of interviewed 
the main, I guess, five of this movie. Uh, the three from the original and then, like, the two potential love interests. And everyone was, like, paired off where, like, they did the interview together. Although everyone was via Skype anyways. Yeah. Um, and Jacob was the only one who didn't do it with any castmate. <laughs> interesting. And I thought that was a fun, interesting thing that maybe he was just like no i don't i i'm by myself <laughs> i mean he's doing a third so at least he's getting the cash for it that he needs to yeah. keep going so i feel like maybe he is a better actor because he's pretending to <laughs> still, still like joey king and i've seen i've seen tweets that are like making fun of joey king's appearance for why she's bad in this movie and i want to clear clarify that that is wrong we disagree yeah. with that. We hate her acting ability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would never say something about her body yeah. or her face. Well, it is but... sometimes alarming when she's standing next to Jacob Elordi and you're like, whoa. <laughs> Look, her height and her hair is fair game. <laughs> <laughs> the, the... Everything else, we would never. <laughs> but that's not, make, that's not like making fun of her. It's just like kind of off-putting. <laughs> it's not... Look, people can be that tall. That's perfectly fine but when you're dating someone who is over a foot taller than you and <laughs> you look very young and then you're dating someone who looks older who is another foot taller than you you just look like a child <laughs> he is in no way shape or form a college freshman no <laughs> That man is, is 42. <laughs> I was going to say 30. But yeah. That man, he's a grown-ass man <laughs> dating what looks like a 14-year-old sitting next to him. And that's that's where the problem comes in. <laughs> but I, I think an, another aspect of this movie is that it just kind of plays on, like, young girl high school fantasies. Kind of, Yeah, it's it's like... Even though I think this one was, like, directly written for the movie as opposed to where the first one was based on, like, the Wattpad or whatever. It said this was also based on her novels or something. Okay, so there's more There's more than one. I wasn't sure. I don't know. But, like, this one just feels more fan fiction-y. Yeah. It feels like the story was ended, but let's try and get more money out of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and... I don't know. I feel like just, at least for the first one, and, and again, this one too, where it's just like that fantasy of like the, you know, young girls in high school who are, which I was at one point, so I have some validity in this conversation, but just kind of like imagining like, oh, I bet the super hot jock is secretly in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, that just kind of, like, fantasy that you have it's... if you're, like, a a young high school girl who, you know, maybe you're the leader of the DDR team. <laughs> it's very, have. like, Mary Suing. Yes. The second one, again, this new guy comes comes from a different school and he is so hot and, and dreamy and... Uh, Feels like a, like you just, you know, this new guy at school who everyone's drooling over and you're the one that he has eyes for. 
Um, like it just all feels like a high school fantasy to me. And then since it happens, I think that's probably what that part of the brain, everyone is like, likes it because it like for a lot of girls, if I think Joey King is like a person that you can just interchange your fantasy with, does that make any sense? Like sub I'm talking like subconsciously, like no one's sitting there thinking like, yeah, this could be me, but like there's (laughs) that part in your brain. (laughs) psychologically that is like oh it's possible (laughs) (laughs) that she can get these guys no Um, i understand what you mean yeah yeah i probably talked for too long about that but then she goes and dates them in real life anyways so wait is she dating the new guy now she is suspected to be dating this new guy that is wild Mm Hmm. although to their credit had a lot more chemistry than joey and jacob elordi (laughs) ever did so Maybe maybe there there's just something about Joey King that doesn't translate onto screen for us. <laughs> maybe she's just a great person to hang out with and we just... It doesn't come across. Maybe it's like like Dakota Johnson. Like, all the interviews I see with her, she seems awesome and I really like her. But then I'll watch a movie with her and I'm like, oh, you're so bad. So maybe it's another one of those situations for me. Yeah. Where they're just better off as themselves than <laughs> their characters. Giving her the benefit of the doubt there. Because the only time we ever see, like, Joey King as ourselves are in, like, the forced Netflix promos, which I very much which think she these is people also... are not being themselves. <laughs> and she's awful in. <laughs> but I, 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 that's more A just, horrible like, being. the style of them, you know? Yeah, because I also watched... I, I I do like the um, autocomplete interviews that stars do. I watch those a lot. And her and the guy who plays Lee did one. And it was a very long episode. And it was also pretty unbearable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the guy who plays Lee. Because I think this is really going to be the peak for him. He also annoyed me in that video, gotta be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know he is engaged? How old is he? Right? He seems like 17 to me. <laughs> like, okay. like he's he's 17. Joey King is 14. Jacob Elordi is 42. <laughs> I am I just found out. Okay, I'm looking. I'm older than Joey King. I expected that. Mm-hmm. I'm older than Jacob Elordi, which has hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> and... Joel Courtney, who plays Lee, is older than me. How old is he? He's I, he's like a year. He's almost like exactly a year older than me. So he's twenty four. Oh. So I'm still older than all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Love to learn that fact. I don't know, but can you? I, I'm sitting here, pretty much the same age as these people, and even though like obviously being famous is nice, I don't really know if like this is what I want would want out of life. To be destined to be in Kissing Booth To make these movies, yeah. Which, I don't know. The Kissing Booth 3 better not be as drawn out as this one. Oh god, it's gonna be three hours. (laughs) Because, again, this movie is a lot less fun than the first one. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, Which is why I think we're, like, stalling to be talking about it. <laughs> well, because it's, uh, like, I'm, when I said things repeat, like, I'm not kidding. It's the same, like, four plot points three times over, and then the movie's done. So you could have just, like, edited it after the first cycle, but they chose not to. Right. 
Because... Well, let's just go over the yeah. conflicts. It's like Joey King thinks Jacob's cheating on her. She has... Can we use their um, character names? I could... I have a gun to my head. I couldn't tell you half their names. <laughs> okay. Well, it's Elle and Noah. Oh, Elle. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so Elle, and no- Elle thinks Noah's cheating on her. That's plot point one. Plot mm-hmm. point two, she starts having chemistry with Marco. Mm-hmm. Plot point three, Lee's girlfriend is mad at her. At him. At, no, and, and, and oh, at her, yes. Yeah. Correct. yeah. And those, those things happen. Like, they happen once. They semi get resolved. They happen again. They semi got resolved. They happen for a third time. And then it's finally over. Especially, the, uh, this makes me mad what they did with Rachel, Lee's girlfriend. They yeah, because she's ruined her the in best this movie. She's the best person in yeah. these movies. In the first movie, she was. Here, she's yeah. annoying she's a... little jealous girlfriend who has no personality other than being jealous. Yeah, just being a girlfriend. That that's it. Yeah, and it's like, she's like, I don't like you hanging out with Elle no more. It's like she's never trying to fuck him, so like, grow up. No, and then she's like, she's always around. She even went to our prom. It's like, but if you watched the first one, she was like very open and willing to Elle going to prom with them. Yeah, she was the one that asked. I remember. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> so like, it was almost like they just had this like, uh, like the blueprint of a character and they just threw it out and they're like, we're going to do whatever we want. <laughs> well, I think the reason they did it is because without it, Lee's just kind of there. He doesn't really have a plot line then. Yeah. And so I think they threw that in because he was technically in the main billing. So he needs to be part of the movie. Except if they cut it out, now it's an hour and a half movie and it's already much better. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just been around. Yeah, I'm sure he, if, as long as he pay him, I'm sure the actor doesn't mind. The, the thing that pissed me off with uh, or not, I mean, I didn't care that much, but the, <laughs> the um, whole, like, oh, is Noah cheating on Elle? And it's, like, completely just based on the fact that he has a female friend. I know. Which is, like, Elle's whole personality is that her best friend is Lee. <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. That's good. <clears throat> Yeah, like, literally, like, she gets jealous just because, like, he's sitting there and all of his friends come in in their, like, um, their Skype call and one of them is a girl and she gets really upset. And then she finds one of his earrings under his bed, which it was not in his bed, I don't think, was it? No, it was just under it. Yeah, which, if you, (laughs) I mean, earrings fall off sometimes. And if you're hanging out in your best friend's room, which she should understand, having a platonic friend of a different gender. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could have happened. Especially it was under his... It wasn't even, like, uh, in, you know, under his pillow or, like, something more sus- suspicious. It was under his bed. Like, come on. I think and then... I'm going to write my own Kissing Booth fan fiction <laughs> Where... Noah is cheating, but it's actually with one of his guy friends. And Elle yes. is just, like, so homophobic <laughs> that she can't <laughs> see that. <laughs> like, 
the guy comes in and like full on makes out with him in the middle and she's like wow that girl is hot I know and she sees Chloe like walk by and she's like I hate her <laughs> I love it that's our remake <laughs> that's so um, shoot I hear I am again accidentally pitching by fixing the movie way before we're at that segment <laughs> it's fine we're good um but we did start the movie with another narration montage, which the drinking that we did was anytime there was narration. Oh, we're mean. Yeah. And, well, we said unnecessary narration, which was also just narration. <laughs> <laughs> um, anytime there's narration. And then the one that um, I found on the internet also added anytime someone says Noah. So that was quite a lot, <laughs> <laughs> especially in this opening narration. <laughs> Um, but of course, you know, uh, Lee and Noah's family has a full-on beach house, even though the fact that they live in, like, a full-on apartment building all to themselves. (laughs) (laughs) They also have a beach house, which their family was a-okay with, like, Noah and Lee spending the entire summer there. Just to bone all the time. You mean Noah and Al? <laughs> Do I say no and Lee? Yeah, so you're writing the incest <laughs> fanfiction. No, no and L. <laughs> which they were there by themselves, didn't hang out with literally any of their other friends all summer, and were just at this beach house boning. Wait, wasn't her so. dad in the last movie and was like super overprotective? Yeah, like why would he let that? <laughs> um, Guys, there are inconsistencies. If you're gonna give a shit, at least give a shit that sticks with the canon. That'll be too much. Are we and, asking and also, too much? <laughs> it picks up right at the uh la- the beginning or no this the beginning of this movie picks up at the end of the last movie where uh-huh. uh, Noah's at the airport and he like apparently said a comment like oh you don't have to call very often or something like that and then she goes to call him immediately after getting home from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was like, he is on a plane. (laughs) Um, oh, and then it's implied that Lee got hot. Did he? (laughs) He looks the same. He looks the exact same, I know. (laughs) At least give him a haircut or something. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, and my other, this is skipping ahead a little bit, but the other plot line I hate is the fact that there is a $50,000 cash prize for a Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> competition. In, in 2019. In 2019. I feel like that that's the caveat there. Is that this wasn't... I feel like a $15,000... Or 50... Sorry, it's a 15. $50,000 cash prize for a DDR competition. But it was, you know, 10 years ago. Might be a little bit more believable <laughs> than 2019, and one that like filled out the Staples Center. <laughs> I know there were so many people there. Why not use it the kissing booth? Because also the kissing booth is not even part of this movie at this point. No, they just had to include it to include it. Yeah, like why not in this one? Could the kissing booth be a fundraiser to help raise money for L to go to college? Right, could have done that. Obviously. You mean you could have done a freaking kissing booth every week, and those horny teenagers would go. Yeah, because in this, in <laughs> they this fucking universe, love it. The kissing booth is like the most fun, scandalous thing you could ever do. Yeah, they would definitely purchase a ticket every fucking weekend for that. <laughs> it's like going to the movies for them. 
Oh, so then we learn, uh, this is another plot point, where um, we learn another rule, which is always go to the same school as your bestie, which should not be a rule. (laughs) I know. That was very bad. I didn't even go to the same school as my twin. (laughs) That's a very good point. (laughs) But, like, that... I mean, all of their rules are controlling, but that one kind of, that one's up there. I didn't even go to the same middle school as one of my best friends growing <laughs> up. And I I still had a midweek sleepover one time where my dad had to pick me up and take me to school because we went to different ones. That's great. <laughs> yeah. No, like, you're fine. I went to different schools with all my friends from high school. Because you got to do what's one. best for you, not for someone else. Yeah. That being said... Someone who gets waitlisted at UC Berkeley is not getting into Harvard. She lied. Who lied? What? Right? Joey, she lied. Elle lied. What do you mean? When? She got in. No, she got waitlisted at both, and then she got into both. Oh. But in the real world, the world we live in, if you're getting waitlisted at Berkeley, <laughs> you're, Harvard's not even sending you a rejection letter. They're just ignoring <laughs> you. <laughs> Yeah, they just threw that in the trash. <laughs> Especially, still don't understand how Noah got into Harvard, but whatever. That one I was willing to let pass. Yeah, does he have a few convictions? Sure. <laughs> but we never saw him doing any schoolwork, so who knows? He could be a no. great writer, you know? But we have seen Ellen's school. There's not much <laughs> focus there. No. Um, I do... Um, I found... A mostly comprehensive list of their rules, if you want to go over those. Of Harvard's rules or the kissing booth? The kissing booth. I thought you, like, found, like, Harvard's, like, admissions guidelines. Like, let's see if (laughs) Elle would really get in. Like, one, do they have a good bod? (laughs) Two, are they rich as shit? Three, accepted. (laughs) Um, So number one is only your best friend gets to know your birthday wish. Which we saw in the first one, but that seems like a dumb list, but whatever. Why is that Rule the number... first one they came up with? Why was that, like, I, that's the most point. important thing to write down? <laughs> it's not like, be nice to each other, which is later <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, rule number 18 is always, uh, be happy for your bestie successes. So that's not even number one. That's a, <laughs> number yeah, that one one's is... a good rule. Number one is telling your best friend your birthday wish. Number two is never share our secrets with anyone else. Which, again, seems like an unspoken friend rule. But you do you guys. That makes more so sense th- for the f- first rule. It's like how like the first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> That's like um, a good setup one. So rule number five, which is super dumb. It must have been created at... The hall. They, might, they must have just come up with this rules when the situation applied. <laughs> you know, like they didn't sit down and were like, "Let's write a bunch of rules." It was one. Of, it was their birthday, their combined birthday, and they told each other their wish. And then we're like, "You know what? Let's make this a rule." Because <laughs> <laughs> number five is always do the Thanksgiving wishbone with your bestie. Okay, so when was their birthday? Do we remember? It's like in summer. Yeah, I think it's in the summer. Okay. So there was at least a break until Thanksgiving. <laughs> they, only four rules came up between <laughs> then and Thanksgiving. Um, which, 
I mean, I guess that makes sense for them, but, like, I don't normally see my best friends on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I see my family on Thanksgiving. So, rule number six, which is a good rule just to live your life by, I think. Um, if you can't tell your best friend about something you're doing, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Oh, I don't remember that rule, but that's a very good rule. She brings it up in passing um, during the second one, which... It's funny because I think it really applied to the entire plot of the first. (laughs) (laughs) Rule number seven, no matter how mad you are at your best friend, you have to forgive them if they give you ice cream. That's a bad rule. It's a bad rule. (laughs) Very bad rule. Like, Um, for a leak of murder, could have been the one who killed her mom, not cancer. And then he could be like, but I got you ice cream. Especially in the first one when she waited a full month to give him ice cream. It was like, no. (laughs) doesn't work um so rule number eight again just seems like another friend rule didn't need to be written down but best friends must tell each other if there's something stuck in their teeth or on their face yeah that's decency yeah that's just being a person and the fact that you have to make common decency a rule makes me start to question their character (laughs) that's like half these rules (laughs) (laughs) um Rule number nine, which of course we know, uh, relatives of your best friend are off limits. That was a, a what That's we assume whole is concept. A, Noah created rule to control her from banging his brother. Um, and number ten, which is uh, very annoying to me. Why? If one. If one friend is sick or moody, the other one is responsible for bringing supplies to make them feel better. It's like, no, stay away. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we're in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> don't they know this? Uh, no, just kidding. But um, I don't know. I feel like if like that would be nice, but it should not be their responsibility. You know? Yeah. <laughs> When you expect someone to be nice to you, it makes them, you know, I don't know, makes it harder to meet those expectations. <laughs> um, so rule, rule 16, we're missing some of them. When your bestie needs you there, you need to be there for your bestie. Again, that just didn't seem to be needed to write down, but you know. It's almost the definition of a friend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which, again, brings us to number 18. Always be happy for your best friend's successes. I'm sorry, bestie. Sorry. How many rules are there? We only have three more. Uh, Rule number 19 we just talked about. Always go to the same school as your bestie. (laughs) I did not know what number 20 was until I just read it. Terrible decisions are not to be discussed. (laughs) What does that even mean? But that seems to contradict uh, rule number six. If you can't tell your best friend what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it. But then terrible decisions are not discussed. So those seem to contradict each other. Yeah, that very much so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that that is a rule. <laughs> and rule 21 is if you see something awesome, you show your best friend. Which, I mean. Yeah, like that's just sending memes to each other. So those are their best friend rules. Lauren, should we have rules? I think we should. What would our rules be? Don't fucking talk to me. (laughs) Rule one. Good rule, good rule. Uh, You just fucking broke it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Dang it. Um, <laughs> You're just like L. <laughs> I know. Well, rules are made to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> so we also take a lot of trips to the Hollywood sign in this movie as well. Which is not a thing that you can do. I, I The one thing I do remember is that I liked about the first movie and then also happened here. Is it is a little edgy <laughs> with mm-hmm. the sex that happens. And in this one, underage drinking with fake IDs. Yeah. So that was nice to see. <laughs> and the sex scene that happens is so much worse in this movie than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it was... I don't even. I wrote it down somewhere, but I was like, "Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> this is too much." It was supposed. It was like too sensual for like Joey King. <laughs> Honestly, I'll take it. It's something new. Yeah. Um, also, Tubbin was back in this movie. Tubbin. Tubbin. Tubin. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea who was in the first one and who wasn't. I don't remember. Were the gays in the first one? There was a gay couple in the first one. They got more screen time in the second. But, although I think that they were different people, maybe? Yeah, because, like, didn't they, like, kiss in the first one, but, like, this was, like, they hadn't kissed at all again? Yeah, unless they're new ones, but I feel like they were the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was a new aspect. We had that going on. I mean, so, honestly, I'd rather just not be represented. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, it's fine. <laughs> we'll make since it. since it's, like, it's handled in these movies as, as if it's, like, the first movie to ever have a gay couple. I know. It's very that. You know? It's very yeah. basic. Yeah. But also, like, patting themselves on the back at the same time. While also still not doing anything. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's very Love, Victor. Which, did you watch it? No. It sucked. I, I finally watched Love, Simon. I don't know what took me so long, considering I love Nick Robinson, but I just watched that recently. I See, I, li- I get, like, why people don't like Love, Simon, but honestly don't care. Loved it, mm. cried, the whole thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> love, Victor, on the other hand, is a trash bag of a film. Or not, it's a, not a film, a it's TV a show. Series. Yeah. But it's like, it's about, he's dating a girl the whole goddamn time. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is the one thing gay people get, and it's still about a straight relationship. It's very annoying. <laughs> I don't like that it. Um, okay, I will not but I love that. I love the guy who plays Victor from Annabelle Comes Home. <laughs> Oh, is that his other role? Yeah, he's Bob in Annabelle Comes Home, and you know how we feel about Annabelle Comes Home. I love it. They they still have to do a speech um, to get the kissing booth approved for the carnival, which seemed unnecessary. Yeah, everyone was very into it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it it in it, it, it like recycles every plot line it can from the first one. Yeah, every scene almost. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they like used some of the same footage and just fooled us. <laughs> However, it seemed like the kissing booth and that carnival happened very early in the school year last year, and now it seems like it happened like in the winter. <laughs> but also, time is weird in this movie, because who knows when anything is happening. 
And also a fun fact that I did not notice in the first one is that they shared a burger. Who? Bill and Lee were, had a burger and they just, you know. Ew, I don't like that. Yeah, and then they also did it in this movie, so this must be just... Why isn't that... A, that's probably got to be one of those rules we haven't unearthed yet, it's, you know. Always share your burger with the rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're introduced to Marco. In a scene where, for some reason, Elle is standing near the PA system with someone else who does not do the announcements. And um, she goes, hey, here, look at this video of the new kid working out shirtless. Which (laughs) Which feels like a crime. Like red flag one. (laughs) Did he consent to this video? Why are you right. getting off to it, Elle? Lots of questions. <laughs> no it would have answers. been a lot more realistic if it was like, hey, the new kid posted this video of himself working out. And then it was like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, and then she talks for mm, 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> about how different ways in which he can get it um, on the PA system for the entire school. And then eventually Lee gets up and runs to go and, you know, stop her with, you know, of course she had to run in some hijinks during all that. Um, but that, this scene went on for, for quite a time, quite a long time. I mean, that's just unspoken because (laughs) every scene went on for quite a long time. That applies to every second of this movie. <laughs> it goes on for a very long time. Um, but we spend a lot of a lot of time on this gag. And also on a lot of time of a mascot carrying a cake. A lot of screen time devoted to that during this section <laughs> as well. Um, and Marco was totally okay being being talked about in that capacity. So that's good for I mean, he knows. Uh, he knows him. what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, like he wakes up and looks at himself in the mirror every day. <laughs> um, and then Noah sends Elle a Harvard sweatshirt to his own house instead of hers, which was weird. Oh, was that his own house? That's weird. Yeah, because Molly Ringwald gave it to him. Molly Ringwald is our one star of the film. Uh, again. <laughs> I think she may be her first double time one star, so congrats. <laughs> You did it. I say with a question mark at the end. And um, also Noah's Instagram handle was Noah underscore nonsense. Just thought that was a good thing to put Oh, out. and what his his freaking um thing was weird. Mm-hmm. His uh, Insta bio. What what uh, did you write it down? Oh no, I don't remember. I gotta I gotta find it because it is this man got into Harvard. <laughs> So first of all, he'd have like an American flag and then it'd be like Harvard 2020 and then it'd be like, um, like yachting club, whatever. Right. But not what he has, which is, let me find it. It's written down. Was it fast bikes, dot, 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 football, dot, 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 ice cream sundae? Yep. That's it. That's the one. So a man of many words that Flynn um but Elle does a lot of like hand signals when she's playing DDR which is unnecessary (laughs) so the thing about when they play DDR especially at the end 
is they miss so many so much. of the hits. And then at the end, it's just like, perfect score. No, absolutely not. And the one time uh, they were showing a close-up or a closer-up shot of just, like, the footboards, and they were clearly not anywhere near the arrows. I mean, they're doing flips and lifts and shit. How is she supposed to hit the arrows, too? That was before they even started doing that. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I guess it was a freestyle competition, which doesn't make sense for DDR. Um, But if it did... I just still don't understand how you can get a perfect score for a freestyle if there's no thing that you need to do. Yeah, who's judging this? What are what are the criteria? Also, I know we're not there yet, but they are they are announced the winner before they even get off stage. <laughs> I know they, they didn't. It's not how judging works. Even give the other people a chance. <laughs> like wow, that was so good. Just you pack win. it up. Even though they had the lamest costume. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like put effort into it, you know. And so, but let's back it up a little bit. She and Marco uh, do a DDR off earlier in the film, where because apparently they like realize that he's the one who keeps beating their high score, and um, so they kind of dance against each other, and she wins. Even though her accuracy score was 79% and his was 77. You play this game for hours a day. And you have the high score all time. And 79%. <laughs> I played Dirty Little Secret on Guitar Hero less often than they did DDR. And I could still play it on Expert on 100%. <laughs> So, 79% is pathetic, especially if that is, like, your main hobby. <laughs> but, and um, the, I guess video games they have now, though, too, so... Yeah. They have more than one. So then she goes and visits uh, him in Harvard. And she tells him that she's going to treat him like her own personal jungle gym. Oh, uh, I puked. And here's, here's a, a question. So this is where... Um, I think she finds the earring. Well, yeah, because she was only in Harvard once. So she finds the earring and then also finds, like, his messages to her, which she interpreted as flirty. Um, And she, like, hurriedly walks away and, like, leaves early from her trip. And Noah says, what's wrong? And she says, check her phone. Or check your phone. Which I'm assuming his messages to Chloe would be up. And then... He goes on not knowing what she was upset about or having any idea. I mean, do we have any idea, really? No, because she was clearly looking for a reason to be mad at him, to break up with him. Because earlier on in the film, she clearly was, like, wanting to move on. (laughs) At least I feel like she was. Did did you hear that sound? Yeah. That was the cat jumping up onto the couch and scaring one of the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Along <laughs> did they jump? Yeah, but the thing was, was it anywhere near the couch? Just saw the cat move, really, and that was enough. Did not like it. <laughs> uh, but, like, if... I don't know. I feel like he could have used context clues that he was upset about his female friend, even though that is a ridiculous thing for her to be upset about, which we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then Lee lies about breaking his ankle to get her to do the dancing competition with I... Marco. Which, to be to be fair, if you're trying to avoid confrontation, he did a very good job of solving both of his problems. <laughs> See, I think all these people need therapy. Oh, they do, absolutely. Lee's a liar. He just loves to lie. He does. But... Joey has trust issues. Oh, absolutely. Rachel I mean... apparently is all jealous all of a sudden out of nowhere. And then Noah obviously needs therapy. We know that from the first movie. No, they they all have things that they need to work through. But, like, as far as, you know, avoiding confrontation goes, he nailed it. <laughs> it might have bit him in the ass later on, but for the time being, he did a good job. <laughs> um, oh, this is what I wrote down. Marco and Chloe could both do better. They, Which was... The movie should have been them together dating. The other people aren't in this movie. It's just not a different movie. It's not the kissing movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's just those two actors getting the bank they deserve with their own movies. And Ra- I, Rachel, the girlfriend, deserves a lot better, too. This time around, she's the worst person. However, Lee still, like, switched their costume. They were going to go as s'mores, all three of them. And then Noah... Nope, not Noah. I keep doing that. Lee and Elle decide to change their costume and, like, don't tell his girlfriend, which was really shitty. Yeah, Lee sucks maybe the most, actually. I think he does. He did last time around, too. He just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, very no. possessive of Joey. But now oh, he's like... I, I, No one would be like, hey, can you maybe... If, so, if your friend was like, hey, can you maybe let me and my significant other spend some a little more alone time together? No one's getting upset at that. <laughs> no one with healthy coping, coping mechanisms is getting upset at that. And he... Because that, that's the whole plot line is he never tells Elle... Um, no. Why he set her up with Marco to do the DDR competition? He just oh. was like, "Oh, you would be better with him. He's better than me," um, which may be true. <laughs> um, but the reason was because his girlfriend wanted him to stop spending as much time with her and have more time to be with his girlfriend. So he made all that up, and his girlfriend had not knowing, or um, L does not know this, which comes up later. When the girlfriend confronts her, and it's made clear that Lee has just been lying to both of them. <laughs> As he Which do. could would have been avoided if he just said, Hey, Elle, I have a girlfriend, I need to spend time with her. Just like how you went to uh, our beach house for an entire <laughs> summer to fuck my brother. Let me hang out with my girlfriend on a Friday night <laughs> for once. And it's, it, I, I'm not saying every Friday night, you know? I just no, mean every just once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. Again, you spent the whole summer with my brother. <laughs> um, okay, so back to this, like, uh, earring thing. Because later on, she finds out... She was, like, scrolling through uh, Noah's Instagram and found Chloe's Instagram and then found that she was wearing the earring. And then she gets, like, re-mad about finding the earring in his room, which she had already assumed and pretty much knew was Chloe's to begin with, but now she's re-mad because I guess she found proof. It's it's what I was saying about the same things <laughs> happening over and over again. Yeah, because I wrote down, I was like, didn't we do this already? Weren't we already upset about the earring? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've seen this film before. 
and I didn't like the ending. That's it's a Taylor Swift lyric that just came out, and now it's like a meme on TikTok, where people will make videos of like a peach, and it'll <laughs> the caption will be like, seeing some uh, gay man pick you up and put you in his basket. I think I've seen this film before. (laughs) I think it's funny. Um, Also, so this movie doesn't again, but at the end of the first movie, there's like weird alternate takes slash bloopers slash deleted scene montage. And something that happens in the first movie is that she gets her dad buys her a car. And then in the second movie, she has it. So those are canon, I guess. All of. But doesn't she have a bike? <laughs> I don't know, but she also has a car. Because the same car came up, she drove in the second one. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways. Um, oh, and there's like this part I really hated where she's playing DDR or something with Marco and all these weird scenes are going on behind her, and I hated that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, that was a choice. I don't know how else to describe it, but it was very bad. It's like and supposed also, to be like you're in her head, but it's the only time in either movie it happens, so it feels real weird. <laughs> um, so we're at the DDR competition now, and my note about that is that all these people are better dancers than them. <laughs> yeah, they, they, everyone else killed it, except Although them. Noah decided to be a supportive boyfriend and showed up for the competition without telling Elle. That he would be there. Crazy, right? Uh, <laughs> which he was supportive in the first movie, too. He went to her soccer games, which happened a few times. It's not surprising. Although, for some reason, her best friend Lee did not go to the competition. <laughs> it's the one time he could get away from her. <laughs> like, you would think that, you know, his girlfriend would understand going to support her in this competition that, again... Uh, the prize money is $50,000. And then, because there's a bunch of times leading up to this where it seems like her and uh, Marco are going to kiss, and they don't, and then they do at the end of this competition. And Noah saw it. Um, Ba ba ba. But I also feel like Noah should have been, like, Noah should have been more confused, like, who the fuck is this guy that she's dancing with? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and they somehow get 100% accuracy and win, and it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, but at least, mostly, the Marco plotline's over. He's yeah. just, like, kind of in the background for the rest. And you would think, hey, this is a big thing that happened. This is probably, you know, we're wrapping up. We're going to start Act 3. We'll wrap things up nice and quick. Uh, No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what you would be wrong in that assumption. You're only like half done at that point. <laughs> um, because again, the kissing booth has not happened yet. <laughs> um, and I did like that Noah flew in Chloe to be uh to Thanksgiving. Um, later on we find out it's because he wants Chloe and Elle to be best friends. But I like the I subscribe to the theory that he just did it to be a dick. <laughs> It's more his character. Yeah. And that, I was surprised that we were only at Thanksgiving up until this point. Because, you know, it felt like three years. <laughs> um, 
Also, I like that when she found Chloe's earring under Noah's bed, she kept it and then for some reason brought it to Thanksgiving dinner, not knowing that Chloe would be there. <laughs> so and... you, the, sorry, when you said that, it got me thinking about the timeline of the film. And it is real weird. If that happens just at Thanksgiving, you don't get, like, college acceptance letters to, like, January, February. So, like, there's a weird time jump. Because she doesn't get hers until, like, graduation. Which is not a thing. Yeah. You know where you're... If you're you're going to go to college, you know that information prior to graduation. Yeah, like, they've they've decided on the wait list before graduation. (laughs) Yeah. And you definitely have to decide by then. (laughs) Yeah, so... Your spawn is given up to someone else. But also, then, there's just, like, a huge unexplained time jump somewhere... You know? Yeah, because... Also, like, they prepped and trained for this DDR competition in... mm, Two months? One month? It could have been, like, two weeks. Who who really knows when they started? (laughs) Who could could tell? I have no idea. (laughs) Um, And... Oh, this was a fun thing that happened during Thanksgiving because I never thought that I would get to see someone cry and say cock-blocking at the same time. (laughs) I'm glad you achieved your goals. I know. I was like, I never thought I would be able to hear that. Um, Oh, but it turns out that Chloe did not sleep with Noah. She slept in his bed when he wasn't there. And the earrings fell under the bed. It's funny that they had explained that because there was never a moment where... I even thought that they did. I was really like, yeah, it makes sense. Your your friend was over, her earring fell off. <laughs> I never once thought that they had been sleeping together. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also somehow, one, Lee won Homecoming, and two, Homecoming was for some reason after Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I think somehow the more surprising thing of that is that Lee won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what, okay, come on. And um, not oh, Marco? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know Marco's new, but everyone loves him. Yeah. And he's nice. It's not like he's hot and an asshole. Like, he's hot and nice. So yeah. he won. <laughs> they were saving him up for uh, Prom King. They, they wanted to give a lesser crown to someone else. So then the kissing booth started. Um, I, I don't think kids at the school know that you can kiss each other without paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's like the whole concept of this movie actually <laughs> i know but they're like no you kiss each other once a year and you pay five dollars <laughs> but yeah and then she picks noah and that's really the end of the movie wait i know it wasn't she was blindfolded oh okay yeah like obviously the whole like there's blindfolded, they kiss the people they wanted to kiss mm-hmm. all along. Forgivenesses are happened. Yes, forgivenesses are happened. <laughs> and the OMGs did a lot of like snoop sneaking around and setting it up that I was <laughs> surprised by. I would not have gotten from their character. But I know, they but... also set up the um the two boys that were interested in each other with to kiss each other. Yeah. They did that scheming. And they did it for Rachel and Lee. 
Which and honestly, I wish Rachel would have just left him. She deserves better. I skipped the note, but I didn't have run, Rachel, run in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they did it. Do they do it for Noah now? No, I think Noah just like came. Just showed up again. It was yeah. like, I'm going to go kiss my girl. This is our spot. Yeah. Once a year. They didn't do the um, twirly thing this time, though. No. Um, and also, at one point during the homecoming football game, Noah and Marco almost fight for a little bit. They're fighting over Joey King, which seemed okay. And it's like, this man <laughs> goes to Harvard, and he's still going to get in a fight with a high schooler. Okay. At a football game? At like, a, come on. Yeah. But he doesn't. He's better now, because Chloe has ailed him of his anger. It's, it's funny that Chloe's the one that fixed him and not Elle. Because, <laughs> yeah. Cause um, they, he and Chloe would make a nice couple, though. Oh, absolutely. They're like that a mutual hotness, and that's really all you need. What if this movie ended with Elle being like, Noah, even though I cheated on you, I choose you. And he's like, oh, no, nah, I've been cheating on you, too. I'm with Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> In our dreams. I know. Um, but Marco still likes her, even though she picked Noah. But that is the end of the movie. And I... Oh, and then she tells everyone, because uh, Noah wants her to go to a college near Boston. And obviously, Lee wants to go to UC Berkeley with her. And she got accepted to both, but she hasn't decided where. And you end on that cliffhanger. Yeah, would well, like we care. It's like she's <laughs> obviously going to pick Harvard, right? I mean, if you get accepted into Harvard and you don't go, you're an idiot. Uh, I mean, like, and cause, especially because she can afford it, we're told, with mm-hmm. her dance competition money. So it's like, what, she why? She can afford a semester with that. Yeah. <laughs> also, was she have, did she have to share with Marco, or did she just I get guess. all the money? I, I, I assume she'd have to, but she really kind of left Marco out to dry. But again, not the worst thing to happen to Marco. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh, whatever, I looked at myself in the mirror this morning I'm good <laughs> so that is the kissing you too and, we should and we talked for a while if you'll notice and that's because it's a vlog I'm just <laughs> I don't think I've ex- adequately expressed how angry the length of this movie makes me then keep going I think me saying I, I haven't adequately expressed it adequately expressed it should, should we give out our awards I mean, what our Joey King Award, who should it go to? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Obviously the queen herself. See, I um, don't know. Did she really? Was she really the worst performance? Um. Because I think Lee sucks. I don't think he's... Yes, I agree. He, we might be giving the... Uh, I don't even know. Jewel Courtney? That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I think our... Our Joey King Award for acting goes to Jill Courtney. In a surprise <laughs> move. <laughs> um, what about the Dr. Ant Mom? I do have a suggestion for the Dr. Ant Mom. Who hit me? If I may. Tubbin. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm going to counter the one secretary who's right at the beginning. Mm. Who's like, you have a phone call. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh, I do. It might be her. She kind of ate. Or a possible, you know, not, she doesn't, she can't get the win, but an honorable mention to the girl who shows Elle the the video of Marco working out, who just has <gasps> so many face piercings. Oh, lip no Love her. 
So, quick honorable mention to her. Um, you might, you might win that. I think you're right. <laughs> but Tuppen always in our hearts. Tuppen. Tuppen. Um. What other segments do we got? <laughs> it's been so long. We're rusty. Kissing booth two brought us out of our who, hiatus. Who, if every, if the everyone was at a kissing booth, all the cast, who would you go up to? Who would you pay to kiss? Oh, Jacob Elordi. No questions asked. Oh well, if Marco was there, then Marco. I think I think I'd go to. I think Chloe is my choice. That's fair. I understand that. There's good options. Yeah. Um. But. I think the list stops there. <laughs> <laughs> it's your pick of those three. <laughs> or Molly Ringwald. I, I'd be I, I, 100% Molly Ringwald. <laughs> um, so we've talked about how we would fix the movie. A couple. We've, we've offered up a couple different suggestions. And you know, about. pick whichever one you want. Make that your own canon. Yeah. Just pretend that that happened instead. <laughs> uh, drinking game. The exact same rules as the first one. <laughs> Do um, they all apply? Probably. This is the same movie. <laughs> definitely, yeah. They, it's, it's the same exact movie, except just add, hey, did this plot point happen already? And then take a shot. <laughs> Anytime you're like, I think I've seen this film before. Because <laughs> you have. Um, I just, she shouldn't have picked Noah. That was so dumb. And also, that was spoiled for me going into this movie. I knew that she picked Noah. I mean, I knew given that it was this movie. <laughs> I think I, we're going to break up. I never had much doubt. No. Like, at I least for, for All the Boys too, I had a little doubt because, like, they cast Jordan Fisher, you know? So at least know, there was like, some sort of drama there. I don't know how you don't pick him. He's, he's perfect. If you didn't um, know this, Lauren is a Jordan Fisher fan. <laughs> I am. Watched him on <laughs> live with Kelly and Ryan this morning. <laughs> <laughs> R.P. Um, Regis. I know. So sad. Is that it? I think that's it. I can't or think just of... rating? Oh, yeah, rating just rate it and ra- the good, the bad, the movie. Yeah, okay. What do you rate this movie? It's, I gave it a good old half star. To be fair, we did we rated the first one kind of high, although it was our first one that we had. Done, I was definitely so. nicer to it. I refuse to be nice to this movie. If it was an mm-hmm. hour and a half long, maybe I would, but no, yeah. it dug its own grave and it's gonna lie in it. I think I agree with you. It's longer and also more boring than the first one. I think I might give it just one star because it did introduce us to Marco and Chloe. That's fair. Um, so they, they get half a star for that. But other than that, uh, it's not good. Do you recommend people watch it? I don't. I don't. I don't think <laughs> people it's... People will. They have. Yeah. It's like been number one on Netflix for a while, which I'm like, guys, I know it's a pandemic, but the other Come stuff on. has been released on Netflix. It's the start of the month. Find something else. <laughs> um, oh, that just gave me my good movie for good, the bad movie. Awesome. Uh, go, so... <laughs> go ahead. So, um, we're going to, our last segment that we do is we recommend a good movie and a bad movie, uh, similar to the one that we watched. So my good movie is Palm Springs. (laughs) Great choice. Um, one, they're similar that they are rom-coms, uh, among other things from Palm Springs (laughs) and, uh, came out recently. So that is also 
there and available on streaming services and also have a way of um, repeating things. I'm not going to go into detail, but... Solid. <laughs> but that is my baseline for for suggesting that. Otherwise, they're not very similar at all, but... <laughs> <laughs> See, my, my bad... I'm going to do my bad because it fit, fits in your theme of not being similar at all. Mm-hmm. I picked this movie because it stars an actress that I don't think I like. But... Okay. So, it's called Final Girl. And it stars Abigail Breslin. <laughs> and the reason I don't think I like Abigail Breslin, as I told Lauren this, is because I think Emma Roberts was too convincing in the TV show Scream Queens of all her insults <laughs> towards Abigail Breslin's character. I didn't realize it till I was watching this movie, but I think it kind of stuck with me. <laughs> but it just truly is one of the most garbage movies I've ever seen. And it has the single worst lighting i've ever seen a movie my whole life and like that's not even me being like a film major and stuff it's like if you watch this movie you can straight up see where the lights are placed (laughs) like they're just like (laughs) there's like this one shot where there's clearly a light just behind a tree and it's everything's like shot like in a spotlight style it's the ugliest thing i've ever seen i hate it so much (laughs) i was watching a multi-cam sitcom earlier today. We'll not mention what it was. Are you okay? <laughs> Just kidding. That's rude to multi-cam sitcom one day at a time. If you knew what it I was, like. you would also be saying tell that. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> it was Fuller House. Why were you watching Fuller House? Because. <laughs> um, well, I watched Full House growing up, and I had it on while I was working today. I wasn't, like, fully watching it. And also, Jimmy Gibbler, um is the number one best thing oh, come out of this you've show. you've told me this before. <laughs> yeah, he is great. I watch for Jimmy, just for when he's But you watch and... more than once for Jimmy? <laughs> it's on, and I was, like, paying half attention. But anyways, there is a scene in the kitchen. Again, a multi-cam sitcom, and I could see the one character's shadow, like, covering the one other person. And I was like, <laughs> how did they let this happen? <laughs> There's so many lights in this studio. <laughs> um... I just thought I would just say that because I've never noticed a shadow during a multi-cam sitcom before. <laughs> so my so, what's your bad movie? My bad movie is it Fuller House? <laughs> <laughs> it's Fuller House. No, uh, which okay. Here's the thing about Fuller House. I think it's really great that they were able to film in front of a live studio audience every episode that somehow had never seen a TV show before. What do you mean? Because that's how they react to things. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's literally like they have never seen any show It's like their first joke. It's their first time, and I think that that's magical. (laughs) And also, every character that enters a room, whether they are a main cast member or not, gets a cheer from the audience. Amazing. (laughs) Anyways, uh, not important. Um, My bad movie is After. Which, because there is a sequel coming out. And it's also a romantic movie. Romantic is kind of in quotes when it comes to this movie, but it's fine. Um, About, uh, based off of a fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good connection. Um, Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) 
So my good movie also isn't very well connected. It's just a rom-com I watched recently that I absolutely loved. And it's called Down With Love. Hmm. It stars uh, Renee Zellweger and Ewan McGregor. And it's like, it takes place in like the 60s. And it's like hyper stylized. So everything is like really, the production design's nice. All the sets look really cool. All the costumes. And she like wrote a book about women, how you can be a woman and just have casual sex and stuff and not need a man. And he's like this philandering journalist who goes undercover to try to like expose her as a fraud who will fall for him. And it's so good. It's like a throwback to like the 40s style screwball comedies and that kind of stuff. And it's just nice. Ewan McGregor's in it. He's hot. (laughs) Renee's great. It's just like a really good movie and i recommend it so much i love it good yeah that's that's it that's all i got so that's it (laughs) do you have any quick plugs um no i guess i could say here follow my tiktok welcome to (laughs) maz it might be going away but in the meantime like because they're trying to get trump's trying to get rid of tiktok yeah but in the meantime, I have had my first hit TikTok, and I'm only th- I I'm thinking upwards. I'm thinking going moving forward, <laughs> <laughs> moving to Canada just to keep it, <laughs> among other reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at One Star Movies. Um, I'm on Twitter at Mala Turnup. Quinn is at Leather Velma. Still, yeah great and um (laughs) we are also on patreon at one star movies where you can um donate one dollar a month and get to vote on episodes that we do um and a hundred dollars if you're joey king and then we'll stop talking shit about you and we only open for joey king we won't do a kissing booth three episode (laughs) yeah so if you guys are like enough with the kissing booth then uh subscribe to that tier for a hundred (laughs) dollars it feels like a ransom (laughs) um other than that uh okay bye I, I, for a second, I was like, is this the one I interrupt you in, or is that Survivor? But then I, I remembered. Yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Bye. Great.